0: and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Mr. Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. All right. Good morning, everybody. How are we all doing? Uh, so that, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Spend some time. Uh, in October just doing stuff leadership and that doesn't mean you you necessarily uh, heading something you might have you might have uh, be a small business employ three or four six people you know or you might uh, be part of rotary you might be part of something uh, uh, you actually even just need to address staff meetings or even just with meetings that you have with groups community groups or uh, things like that it'll be super practical um, and uh, yeah again just sharing some of the the things that I've seen on the journey, definitely not the guru, but just, just letting you know a few things. It'll be heaps of fun, really practical, and uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll give you some more details as the, as the weeks come on. Um, this morning, I want to, I know it's uh, finals footy time of year. Praise the Lord, yeah? yeah. Uh, and <laughs> three people, and male or female. Uh, <laughs> it made me think about how, what do we watch when we watch finals? You know, with netball, basketball, uh, the Olympics. When you tend to think in life, we start to get too specialised in something, and yet, really, what we're doing is we're seeing people who are masters at the basics. They're masters at the basics. If it's NBA, it's not that they've invented some other different sport. It's still, and there was a, a really famous uh, coach that actually, at the start of uh, NBA coach, that at the start of every season would grab the ball and sit down these guys that are on multiplied millions or tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars, all that kind of stuff, and he would hold this basketball up and said, this is a basketball. Your job is to get this basketball through that hope. Again, start of every season, just rally back to the basics. And I think we can, uh, we can try to get too specialised in life or in our, in our faith, and yet what's really powerful is actually sometimes just reducing back to, hang on, especially when life gets a bit muddy, a bit foggy, and, you, and you're shadow boxing, and a ton of things, and, and they're all good things. But I think sometimes it's important just to go, hang on a sec, this is a basketball. <laughs> this is my life. I'd like it to be okay. <laughs> you know, or wherever you want to go. Um, so we're going to look at that this morning and I titled this, uh, How to Believe. We're going to pray. God, thank you so much for your word. Lord, help us all this morning in, uh, in seeing more of you, understanding more of your plan uh, maybe seeing our part in it, hearing your scripture, your truth, Lord, that's spoken throughout all the centuries. And God, help us to have ears to hear, eyes to see this morning. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. How to believe. How to believe. See, we talk, you know, we, we, uh, Pastor Josh mentioned this morning, as believers, that we call each other believers. Uh, you know, there's different terminology for someone that's part of the faith. Uh, but a believer is a good thing. We tend to think of it as kind of like it's what we do. But how do we do that? You know, uh, in Scripture, sometimes it's, you know, people say, oh, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, what is a believer? Well, I guess it's someone who believes. Well, how do you do that? Sometimes we assume we all know everything, uh, or we just, uh, or you, almost like you think, I think everyone else knows, so but I'm a bit embarrassed. I don't actually know how to do that. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that this morning. Um, the basics of being a believer, how to believe, and how the masters are actually, they just become brilliant at the fundamentals um, and that they, you know, thats that it, we never get beyond the fundamentals of life. Even though there can be fantastic chefs, they're still using basic ingredients. The raw materials don't change. The raw materials of a life lived for God and for others and to fulfil your destiny, the raw materials of that aren't something that are beyond you. They're, they're actually in your hands and you know it right now. The raw materials of... of uh, obeying God and living a life full of faith, robust, walking in his will. They're, they're not beyond you. They're not, they're, sometimes they feel like you're just scrapping for it. And you just feel like, man, it's definitely not here because it doesn't feel like it's here. But I want to tell you that God's given you all the, the machinery uh, necessary and the fuel uh, to fulfill his will, what he's got for you on this earth, and have a great time doing it. So today, I want to start in uh, Genesis, and so how to believe, how do we believe? Well, it starts with God, strange that, in Genesis 1 verse 26, now I gave the, uh, the tech guys some, some, some of my scriptures uh, last minute and some I, I didn't get to them, so uh, if we might not have them all on the screen, so you might have to listen a little bit more intently or just close your eyes uh, if you need to, but, uh, or read your own Bible, that's a great call as well. Check that I'm actually saying something that's in there. Genesis 1:26 says this. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them. God blessed them, and then God said to them, He said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And in Genesis 2, 7, it says that, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. So what I want us to realize today is that and this is important, I guess, as being a believer. And how to believe is that, you know, one that you're not an amoeba, that you came from the guts of God, and you were born in His image. And uh, and from that, how did He create what we are? Well, literally, He He spoke words. And 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 there's elsewhere in Scripture that talks that Jesus talks about. But my words are spirit and they're life. So God's words are actually spirit. Sometimes we go, well, "What is spirit?" Is it kooky? Is it, is it woo-woo? Is it goosebumps? Uh, or what is it? Well, it, it, again, what I want to highlight today is the power of God's Word, which is that it doesn't matter the mood you're in, you can read God's Word. It doesn't matter the mood you're in, you can obey God's Word, even when you don't feel like it, and be in God's will. Even if you don't know what to do, you can, you can just take a scripture and start speaking it out as a first step to walking in God's will. And especially because we're, we're literally word sponges, so God's will is his word. Sometimes we, we, we overcomplicate this. And as a believer, do you know what you believe? Words. Like, yeah, I can't just go, well, I believe Jamie. If he hasn't said anything. I can believe he exists. But until he said something, I could say, I believe Jamie's going to bless me with his motorcycle. But I, that's, there's no faith in that. There's no sure footing on that. I, I'm, I'm a crazy man unless I'm hanging that belief on the words that he has said. So if he says it, then I'll, I'll believe it for sure. <laughs> but if he hasn't said it, I'm loco. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just trying to manufacture something. And some of us are trying to believe God. and We don't know what he said. So we're trying to believe our God, and we're like, I think he's making me sick. I think he's trying to, I think he's a meanie. Like, seriously, did he make, it? God, did you make it rain today? And and none of that is based on what he said to us. It's just based on feelings or, you know, sadness. And so there's not actual, that's not actual Bible faith, because it's, it's not based on anything he said. It's just feelings. And yet, if he said something, and it's the same, what is, now, Jamie is a man of his word. So if he does say something, there's actually substance to what he says. Whereas sometimes what our difficulty is in life is that we dilute actually the power in our own words. So we say something, we don't mean it. We say something, we have no intention of fulfilling that. And so there's less substance for other people to believe our words. And then we wonder why our prayers don't come to pass. God, you... Whereas God's word is sure. When he says something, he's not a man that he should lie. You know why? Because he backs so much. If he says something, if, it wasn't before, if he wasn't going to before he said it, once he said it, he committed to it, and then he's going to do it. That's why he can't lie. It's not just because he's a nice guy or he's, God's a man of integrity. No, no, no. It's because there's so much faith in the words that he speaks. They're so creative that if it wasn't, then it is <laughs> once he said it. And so this is, I'm saying, this is how we believe. It's a word environment. This, 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 this earth, is, it was spoken by God into existence. And then you were spoken into existence. And then that's the same thing, is that now to be a believer, we need to deal with words. And we, it's a hard thing because we, we tend to think of words as not things. And yet actually, even in Hebrew, the word for thing and the word for word is the same word. Or thing. <laughs> D-A-V or D-A-B, depending on how you, you know, A-R sort of thing, like Daba. It's the same. So a thing is a word, and a wor- it's very hard to have a thing without a word. Notice when you have a baby, you usually call it something. Someone invents something, they usually need to call it something. And so the, 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 the birth point, birth, the genesis of believing are words. And I want us to start there, because so often we don't. <laughs> We're just trying to, like, you know, shoot arrows at trying to get something to happen in life. And yet the more we fill ourselves with God's word, that our spirit, John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So then we start, and this is people with God, without God, have no idea of him. We still live by words. This is the thing. People say, oh, I don't believe words are important. They are. You can't. Decide whether you're going to live by words. You can decide which words you're going to live under, and this is really important in the kingdom of God. Because so often in life we feel helpless to change anything. I don't have the the muscle power, the the horsepower, the money, pa- the resource power to change something in this life. And yet, God, the kingdom of God is always what is Jesus always? He says, "No, it's just like a seed. The whole of the kingdom of God is like a seed." What do you got to do? You got to plant it. So often we come to God helpless, I can't do anything. Or I've done absolutely everything and nothing's worked. Which usually means we prayed for about five minutes, whinged to a couple of mates, maybe seen one or two professionals. That's the usual equation of everything. (laughs) And yet, have we put words in and then released them on purpose? And this is what I find in life, all of us include me include, that most of our problems are, are actually just because we don't have fuel in the tank. That we're, we're living on the dregs. And, and it's like in any realm of life, when you're living in the overflow, Jesus said, John ten ten. he said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I believe it's the Amplified says, uh, life to the full till it overflows. And who knows when you're overflowing, everything's easy. If you've got more than enough cash, someone comes like, oh, like I literally I'm $3 short at the at the fuel station for them, it's a big deal, you're overflowing. You're like, don't even worry about it. Here, get some twisties as well. But if you're not overflowing, ee, who knows? In joy, in spirit, in faith, if if you're overflowing, if someone comes that's that's in need, you can you can bless a situation. If you've got more than enough, if you're overflowing with bedrooms and you've got a mate that needs somewhere to stay, you can bless him. If you're not and you're living in a 90 square meter shed, it's very hard to tell the in-laws to come and stay, you know, if there's, if, if there's not enough room, if you're living in a tent or in your car, you know, it's but when you're in overflow, who knows that everything starts to be easy, and honestly, I want to encourage you, get in overflow in your spirit, get in overflow in faith, because then things, you start, stop blaming God for everything else, and actually what you need is just a good meal, some of us used to be, oh God, used to be amazing, and everything used to work, and then suddenly now I feel all dry, and you feel so distant. And yet, God's words are spirit and their life. And yet, and they're actually, we've got to look at the inputs of our life because the inputs are important. And often though, well, there's, there's a lot of kind of uh, excuses or blame or in, about the inputs, but the inputs in our life, we tend to think, what do I put in my life? Food, water, it's pretty much all I need. And yet, you need oxygen quicker than you need water or food. You actually need words as well as an input in your life. Imagination, what are we cultivating in our mind? Faith, you need faith, you need hope, you need love. Some of these things that we again we don't we don't feel like we can quantify, but they're just as real. And if you look at your life and assessed the outcomes that are happening, could you please could we please acknowledge that there is a correlation? To the inputs that we're putting in who knows that not all calories are the same you know you don't feel as buoyant from a calorie from a cheeseburger than you do from an apple you know what i mean and you could scientifically say oh, it's got this this bite is equal to that and da, da 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 but who knows you feel different and who knows the words that are spoken into your life it makes you feel different the reason i'm speaking english today is because words were spoken into me It wasn't just because God wanted me to speak English. It was because I grew up in an environment that was fed into me. The inputs were English or Aussie or (laughs) Kuroi. So that's what's coming out. Sorry, soz. (laughs) Change the inputs, the machinery works, and that's what starts coming out. And some of us are filling our life with death, debauchery, depression, crime, with them. And again, this isn't an anti-message. This is a for-message to feed yourself on the great things that God has for you rather than just you know, dumb music, dumb TV shows, dumb, you know, dumb conversations with mates, everything about death and about hating life and about nothing's working and it's the same old, same old. And again, I'm not talking about not being honest with a mate, but really if we actually quantify the inputs, what we've been doing versus what's been happening, and you're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So a key to life is to change your fuel Like sometimes it's it's actually if you put a different fuel in, you'll get a different result. And even us as believers, there's so much in this this life as a of faith as a believer where we think, okay, we go to church, we we give, it it affects our, our 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 habits, our Sunday, our money, our time, you know, how we treat other people, our involvement with our community. But actually, at its core, as a believer, you've got to believe. <laughs> like, believe. And then you go, well, I don't... Some people get to a point where they're I don't know if I believe. Because if you, if, you're not, if you haven't been feeding yourself, you get really weak. And we've got to start looking at the Bible like it's a fridge versus like it's, it's actually like you know a relic. I read it once, it was good. I kind of remember a scripture, so that's enough. And we kid ourselves, we feel weak, but we can kind of remember a scripture. But who knows that if you, remembering a potato gives you no energy to eat, to to, to live today. You might have had a fantastic meal last week. Oh, I can think of one right now. So good. It's not giving me any energy. Even though it's even though It's a memory. And, and really, we can go, well, I read this five years ago and it was good and, and it was in a point in my life where it really cha- God really came through for me when I started praying and declaring his promises over me. Um, but, you know, it hasn't, I don't know, I don't know if God's changed or whatever. It doesn't feel as real. It's you have, literally haven't eaten in five years. You just feel weak. And when you get back into overflow, everything changes. And the thing is that even when you're filling up your life with God's word, it still doesn't necessarily feel really different It's like eating, you can start to eat something, yeah, it's different, but after you really start to overflow, suddenly it all changes when things overflow in your life. And that's the thing, how do we believe? It starts with God and it starts with God's words, well it starts with words, it's great to start with God's words because they're more sure than anything else. They're more sure than my word or someone else's word, they're so sure you can trust it. And so I would encourage you today to open your Bible, get it back into you. When I was in crisis, when I needed change, I had the Word of God going all the time in my life, like intravenous, like it's playing. And I'd be reading, I'd have, I'd have it on in the background of Christian TV, I'd go to sleep with the Bible or things that were going to build my faith all night. Was I up studying? No, I'd sleep. But when, you, when you're urgent to get into overflow you do something different and would i wake up I, I did i feel different sometimes i did some days i didn't but i tell you what over time that trickle effect changed something in me to where it flushed out a lot of death and it flushed out a lot of hopelessness and sometimes we really like oh, i feel bad oh let's find something oh that's not very good oh. present your body to god living sacrifice feel no different far out But you've got to understand that if you trust the process, you didn't get in the mess you're in in five minutes. We want one little seed to germinate, grow, harvest, and resolve our situation in five minutes. And yet if we stay with it, I tell you what, things will start to change. Things will literally start to drop off your body. There are things that you need to drop off your body. I remember once my ear, I was sitting there. I was watching TV and it went... And this thing popped out of my ear. Like popped out. Like not rolled, like, like... And I'm like... And I looked and there was a little piece of something that wasn't supposed to be in my head. And it's like food. Your body knows how to digest. You don't need to tell it. You don't need to eat something. That, Come on, pancreas. Okay, release this chemical. You, the machinery knows what to do. And you as a spirit, you as a person, the machinery inside you, in your spirit, knows what to do. When you feed it God's word, it will digest it. And suddenly, it'll just get the nutrients to the right spot. And suddenly, it'll push faith in the right direction. There'll be hope in this other thing here. Something will start to work. It'll start to work in you. When you start to put the right fuel in, you, you're the machinery (laughs) and you're designed to live on words and you're designed to put them in you and then you're designed to push them back out and sometimes rather than just, oh God help, I mean I know sometimes we get in that position but God's not our butler, you know what I mean, he's not our Uber, God, sometimes he's like, mate, drive yourself, (laughs) You know, he doesn't want a bunch of three-year-olds for 50 years. He wants some of us to grow up. Back, to notes. Sorry. (laughs) In Mark 4, Jesus, he's talking about a sower sows the words. Well, he actually says a sower sows the seed. Mark 4, 1 to about 14. He's talking about the parable of the sower, how a sower sows seed, and some fall on the wayside, and some fall on good ground. And then his disciples, the people that are running with him, go, can you explain to us what you mean? And he said, to you it's no, it'll, it, it'll be revealed, the, the kingdom of God. But to those who are without, all things are done in parables. And he said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The whole gig's based on this. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. And then it says these are they that are on the wayside where the word is sown. And then Satan comes and tries to pull that word out of them. Well, these are the, 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 the sown that fall on, uh, off the path where it's all the weeds and everything. is like the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Sound like our life sometimes? We put God's word in, but then it's just choked. We're wondering why there's no results, but we're choked with the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things. We're like, man, it used to be simple. I used to just want God. Yeah, and, and then see what happened in your life back then. And now you want all these other things. You wonder why the word's not working as well. So these are those that are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive, hear the word and receive it and bear fruit. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Our lives as a believer need to be bearing fruit of God's word. Not just the world's version of success, but God's word coming to pass in our life. And so believing, if we want to believe God, we need to get some of his words in us and then believe them on purpose. And then when it says they're spirit, so that doesn't mean they're physical. And then, so we're trying to get, but how do you believe God's word? Well, we we hear it, and then we we put corresponding action to that. We say, well, God, in your word, you said. So, okay, how do I do that? There's a scripture that says, you might be saying, Christian, I've never obeyed God's word before on purpose. Like, it feels like rules, you know, don't do this, do that. But I tell you what, there's a life in God when it's like, actually, okay, I'm going to take a scripture that says, in all things, give thanks. Okay, in all things. So I'm in a mess right now, but Lord, I'm going to give thanks to you. I'm grateful, Lord, for my breath. Lord, thank you that I'm not finished, even though it looks like everything went south and pear-shaped. I'm still here. Uh, Lord, and, and that opens up your spirit. And he might even say, "God, you know, Christian, go and forgive that person. Or ask for forgiveness. no, 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 they did me wrong. But when you start obeying God's word in a small thing, it's amazing how his wisdom comes into your life for that situation it's usually not that the other person needs to get fixed. And you go, God, in the natural, I can't solve this situation. It's beyond me. It's someone else involved. But you can start speaking words. This is how you can be a believer. This is how you can walk by faith. This is the power of prayer. That someone that my life is disconnected from, I can still bless. God, I thank you for their life. Lord, I thank you that the, the eyes of their understanding are being enlightened. To know the hope of your calling. And I'm speaking that into their, their life. And how can I speak that? Because God said those exact words and wrote them down. So that I could, he could give me words of faith to then, then use as weapons. Not weapons to hurt or destroy other people or fix them or make them wrong and me right. But actually to breathe life into situations into circumstances how to believe it starts with word it starts with god's word that's how He created us and it starts with words the words we put in our life it's then we start to speak words back out i mean if i literally just use different words today you'd think very differently of me i could choose some words to turn you all against me today if i wanted to just on words same guy same hair as bad as it is. <laughs> Same close. Just by choosing words. And G- and sorry, God, even back in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy talks about I have set before you life and blessing life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. And we see how to bless because we saw it back in Genesis. How did God bless someone? He didn't come with, like, you know, ice cream cones. He spoke. says he blessed. Be fruitful and multiply. He spoke to them. We can bless each other. That's what we do as a gathering of believers when we get together, hopefully. We can bless each other, not falsely, not, not acknowledging that there's reality going on, but there's a blessing. There's words that you can live by. And when someone else speaks words of death over you, you know what, you don't have to be weird about it and kooky, but you can go, no, they're not my words. That's not my, that's not my life. And it all changes. This is all, it's all theory and, you know, there's a bunch of all of our brains thinking about different things right now. But I tell you what, when it starts to overflow out of your life, it changes everything. When... Um, you can start to make change towards God. You might feel, might not feel any different, but I tell you what—that's where faith. If we talk about faith, we talk about believing. There is a, tr- a faith and a trust aspect to it, where you know it's not all concrete because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about words and we're talking about faith and we're talking about all these kinds of things which are concepts. And yet, when it starts to change in the in the direction of your life, and when the results start to change, everyone notices it. Everyone notices the difference. From you, your depressive, defeated self to your victorious self. Not in, not in your own, just because you've got a great ego, but when the life of God starts gushing out. So often we're trying to go off half-cocked to help someone else. And yet God's wanting us to drench our life with his word, like a sponge. So even when it's squeezed, God's truth and God's word comes back out even if you're going through a mess, even that, that sponge can still be crushed, there's still life coming out of it. And it's like this, this is like your life, that when you, uh, you can start to, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to give God some time. Oh, how gracious of us. Decide, <laughs> think we might try praying every day or read a little scripture. But when, we, when you realize this is food, this is life, and this floods, this will pop disease out of your body. This will actually give you insight into what's going on. This will stop you blaming everyone else for your life and actually start going, wow, actually I haven't done everything. And again, this isn't a formula. We need God. It'll all be, always be beyond us. It's not, I'm not talking behavioral you know, uh, solution that we just in our minds think everything's great and then we don't need God. No, we're always going to need God. But it's like my kids. They're like, Dad, I'm hungry. Dad, 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 Dad. I could have supply for them. I'm like, I'm not getting off the couch. It's in the fridge. Dad, I'm hungry. It's in the fridge. Dad, I'm hungry. It's in the fridge. <laughs> like, the supply's there. I'm giving him direction. You're 11. Or 40. <laughs> And I think God wants us to kind of mature up a little bit. We, there's still love, there's still vitality, we still need him. But sometimes it, we're not, you know, I think, you know, we're going, that God, change, unhappy. And he's like, uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> you can do that. And it changes things. It changes things. You start to put God's word in your life. And if you're serious about change, put it in more. And just up it. And you go, well, I tried that. Don't try it. <laughs> Did you try eating once? (laughs) No. You kept going and kept going and kept going. If you're charging a battery and it didn't work in five minutes, you left it on trickle feed. Yeah? You didn't go to the gym once and then that didn't work and you quit. Well, you probably did, but I did. But it wasn't the gym's fault. (laughs) And God's word, it talks about it like water. And so when you start to put it into your life, and it actually says, well, how do we build faith? Is faith, do I have it all? Does God give it? Yeah. It says that he's dealt to every person the measure of faith. And you can, but you, what you can do with it, it's like a pump. Do you know like a water pump? If you buy that and go, this is the best thing out. I can get water out of my dam. <laughs> and then and you start it. Bring, bring, ling, 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 ling. And then you're up the, up the top waiting for it to fill. And you're like, something's wrong with this. It's not working. It's because you didn't prime the pump actually get it to suck water you've actually got to put water in it did anyone else not know this (laughs) you've got to prime the pump you've got to put a little bit in so that then there's something to suck through and then it draws the rest through but if you if you pull all the water out of the pump reservoir thing itself it doesn't pump anything it actually probably It's just sucking water Uh, sorry sucking air nothing gets through you've got to prime the pump you've got to put a little bit of that water in it and god's word is like water it is the water of the word. If you put that in your pump, the machinery of your life, then you'll just start sucking faith through and you can start squirting faith out and you can start believing things on purpose. And this is the thing, people without God's words, they're not bad people. They just don't have his words to believe on. But we've got stronger words, not just the, 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 the opinions of some, or some group of people that don't know what they're doing or they're bumbling around in the dark. They're not bad people. They just they don't know yet. We've got words that are tried and true from God. They've stood the test of time and they'll go, They'll be still truth 2,000 years from now. They're not my words. But the more I put my life on that, and I can start priming the pump. And you watch when, when your life starts gushing out your life with life overflowing. And everyone's like, whoa results start happening. You can start, and it's not behavioral. It's not like if you go to church enough or you read your Bible. I'm just saying you fill your life and things start to happen. You can put a bit in and go, okay, great. Okay, well, I don't feel much different. It hasn't affected the outside world. If God wanted me to change the world, why hasn't he given me gazillions of dollars and you know gazillions of followers and all that? And you keep filling your life. And who knows that from the outside, people go, oh, you're a Christian. Wow, you believe in God now. Bizarre. Life looks exactly the same probably living in the same body, same car, same house. But I tell you what, when you stick with God, amazing things happen. And who knows that he, God's filling your life from the inside out. And he's filling you up right now with the truth of his word that he loves you. And yet the outside world is not affected yet. But I tell you what, if you keep filling your life with God's amazing words, it'll change you. And then even when it's right up to the brim, and it looks like it's, you're full, and man, people go, you're actually starting to act a little bit different. But you're still broke. You're still dumb. You're still, still ugly. Uh, whatever. And they go, one of those kooky Christians, right? You're a believer. But I tell you what, that moment, that moment that you start overflowing, everything changes. Everyone's nice and polite, but when that starts overflowing, everything changes. See, suddenly someone claps. Someone went, whatever that is, a guffaw or a squeal, chuckles. All these things are happening just when it starts to overflow. And I want to encourage you today to keep filling your life with God's Word. You might not feel any different yet. Keep going. If you haven't eaten in three months and you have one meal, you eat one chip and you go, well, I'm not full of energy yet. No, 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 no. Keep go, Keep eating. Pump your life full of energy. Energy. You watch your energy flow of your life. Sometimes we're looking at the clock. Sometimes we're looking at the calories, but you watch the energy flow. God will tell you how to live your life. And I tell you what, it, takes, it requires energy to be a blessing. And you start looking at God's words like they're food. And, and it takes faith to live. And just because you read it last week, you might be exhausted. You've got to go back to the fridge. You're wondering why God is not coming through for you. You haven't eaten in three months. I tell you what, there's, there's nourishment back in here. And if you go back to it, and this is how you believe, you do it with words. I'll finish, I'll finish here on... Um... <laughs> There's so many good scriptures about this. We only just got this started today. But this is how to believe. You do it with words. Mark 11 says this, 22, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says Therefore, I say to you, what things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So often we say, believe God. What? What about him? (laughs) Hebrews says, he, he... To come to, 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 you can't please God without faith. You've got to believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There in Mark, we see that we don't just believe something random. It says, believe, (laughs) believe that the words that you said, we believe God's words. I trust that. I choose to base my life on it. And when the life of God starts to come back out of you, you don't need anyone else to convince you. And your life starts to tell everyone else that he's real without you having to make a big deal about it. You don't have to be weird. They know. They know he's real. They see it in that glimmer in your eye. They see you speak a little differently. You're a great great person, but you might not say some of the dumb things they say. I'm not saying to be perfect or anything else like that or not be human. But I tell you what, when we start saying, God, your word is life. God, your word is fuel. And I'm actually going to fuel my my life correctly rather than just on fumes. You watch things start to change in your life. And at the very least, you're going to feel amazing. (laughs) Who knows that when everyone else is depressed around you and you're walking in joy, it's an amazing thing. Who knows that if, if everyone else is... If The economy's going down, but you've got something else to give. You're buoyant in life. There's a change. And there's hope. The things that we're talking about seriously in life, that faith, hope, and love, they're real forces. This is what we heard about even in politics. They're, they're going, well, they're, there's no hope for these people, as in they, don't, they can't broker hope, but we can because of the words of life that God has given us. If you've never received God's word to you, that he loves you, that he created you, that he's got a plan for you, And that he'll actually, he wants to walk with life. He loves you. You're like, yeah, God, I'm I'm a mess. No, no, he loves you. If you've never received those words before, never given your life to Christ, accept it, Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I'd love to pray with you right after service. We're going to close the service right now. And then we're going to have some great, great friends of mine, leaders from the church, going to be down here. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to speak God's words over you. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, I'd love to pray with you right after service. If, the, if, you, if you're standing in a moment of need as well, and you'd love someone to stand with you, with you in faith, then we'd love to pray with you as well. But I want to encourage us all, however long we've been a believer or not, let's believe this week, yeah? Let's put input some life, some words from God that are going to feed our life and let's intentionally, homework, speak words of life to someone else. Let's intentionally speak words of life into a situation that we're facing. Let's actually pray for other people this week, and you watch God's life explode around you. Thank you so much this morning. I hope you have a great day. I know the coffee's warming up. Pastor Kristen.